You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. How many times have you made a New Year's resolution, like starting exercise, learn a new language, and then totally abandon ship before February even rolls around? And I know how disappointing it feels to work up so much willpower and find that you're still losing steam. But besties, it's not a willpower issue. It's not even a motivation issue. In fact, most of self-discipline problems come straight from how well you learn to self-regulate in childhood. Happy New Year! In today's episode, I'm going to share some of my coaching techniques that have helped clients develop sustainable discipline, that have led to them to create dream businesses, finish their resolution, relocate to new countries, and actually do the thing that they said they were going to do. Try these tips so that you can also finish your New Year's resolution in 2023, right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. And I want to say Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2023. I can't believe 2022 is over. I swear to God, it was just 2020, like two days ago. (laughs) But honestly, like ever since the pandemic, I don't know if you guys feel this way. It feels like time is going by slowly, but also going by so quickly at the exact same time. Now, today we're going to help you really get a good start to 2023 around your New Year's resolutions. Now, we just wrapped up my Inner Circles vision planning party, and this is an exclusive high-level training that I offer to my Abundance Inner Circle clients. And today I'm going to share some of those same guidelines and tips with you here on this podcast. And I know it works because using these structures, my clients literally told me that they've never felt so clear about their year-long vision before, that they've never approached New Year's resolutions this way. And after today's episode, if you stay till the end, you're going to understand exactly why your past resolutions have failed before and why the traditional way of setting goals doesn't actually work especially for people who come with past childhood trauma. So we're going to cover four important points today to help you understand what went wrong in the past and how you can apply these tips to actually make it through this year. My New Year's resolution this year, well, obviously I always have like a million goals at the same time. I'm currently still writing the book, which is set to be released by the publishing company later on this year. So definitely stay tuned, guys. This has been a total dream come true. And as I mentioned a couple months ago, I will be holding a free virtual book launch party and book club for all of my listeners as a big thank you for your loyalty over the years. But one thing that I'm really focused on, well, both Andrew and I are kind of doing together is really prioritizing our fitness and exercise. 
And the reason for that is when we moved in November, it was obviously really exciting because this was our dream place. But the physical wear and tear on my body was just unreal. And I spent so many therapy sessions just talking about this. But I was definitely not in shape the same way as I was pre-pandemic. And it's not that I wasn't exercising, but when I was working at home all this time, I wasn't exercising as much. And the amount of work and the physical labor that went into moving should not have left me that exhausted. It was a bit of a wake-up call for me to think, oh my gosh, like my body can't even handle these two days of stuff. And we had hired movers as well. I shouldn't be this tired from doing a move. And I knew that when I had prioritized my fitness a lot more in the past, I could do it all easy. And I'm in my 30s now and I want to enjoy my life still. I want to still feel mobile. I want to still enjoy the time with Andrew, with my friends with people I care about. I want to feel fully present and not feel like my body has to struggle with keeping up with me. And so ever since November, we have been hyper-focused on our exercises, doing things that feel really good for me. And it just reminded me that our bodies love being in motion. Our bodies love to move, but we have to approach this the right way, a sustainable way so that you're not punishing yourself into your new year resolutions and goals, right? So the first tip that I have for you today is to ask yourself, and it seems so obvious, do you actually want the thing that you say you want? Do you actually want the thing that you're creating goal around? Or did you just pick something that you think you should be doing? For example, going on a diet, maybe because a magazine said you should, or starting meditation because your doctor says you should. Is it because you want it or you think that you should? Because if internally you are not completely in alignment with that thing, you're not going to be able to see it all the way. And sometimes it's not that you don't want to set a goal, but it's that specific path towards that goal may not be right for you. So if your doctor says you should meditate, but you absolutely hate sitting still and the idea of doing that for the next six months every day is making you go cuckoo, then maybe that's not the way for you. So I want to share a resource here. I don't know who originally started this exercise, but you can go on the website sevenlevelsdeep.com. So that's the number seven, levelsdeep.com. It will actually take you to this free app to help you uncover the deepest layers of why you actually want that thing. Basically, you're asking yourself seven times to get seven levels deep. And you start with, what do you want to do? And then you ask yourself, well, why is that important to you? All the way until you ask yourself seven times. And what ends up happening is you get to the root of why you actually want that thing. So for example, if your doctor says you should meditate and you ask yourself, well, why? You might end up with a sequence that looks like, well, because I want to feel more healthy and because I want to feel more calm. Why do I want to feel more calm? Because I want to be more present. Why do I want to be more present? Because I want to enjoy my life. Why do I want to enjoy my life? Because that's what gives me purpose, right? And you'll see that the whole thing went all the way up until meditation, when really it's about you enjoying your life and enjoying presence. 
And meditation is not the only way to do that. If you don't really want to meditate, but you do want to be more present, there might be something else that will be a better match for you. For example, dancing, painting pictures, yoga class, nature hikes, or even learning or playing a musical instrument. Right? There are multiple paths that lead to the same thing. And you just have to make sure that you are actually aligned with that thing that you say that you want. So that's my first tip. The second tip is to understand that process in some ways kind of matters more than the outcome. And if you're so fixated on getting that exact outcome and you're underestimating what the actual day-to-day process of getting there looks like, you may end up sabotaging yourself by accident. So in other words, what I mean by this is oftentimes, especially around the New Year's where everyone's talking about their New Year's resolution, we kind of get this boost of collective energy where it feels like, yeah, I can do anything. I want to change. I want to do this and that. And we're romanticizing the outcome so much and we don't even realize what the day-to-day is actually going to look like for you. This is why people get bored because they're underestimating what actually needs to be done on the day-to-day, and they don't actually enjoy the daily work that goes into it. For example, let's say that you also want to start exercising, and every day you're daydreaming about having an eight-pack and showing off your muscles on the beach. That's great, but on the day-to-day, you're not going to be on the beach. On the day-to-day, you're not wearing a swimsuit, for example, right? When I decided to step back into my fitness journey, it wasn't about how I looked or or wearing a bathing suit. I had to remember what the day-to-day tasks actually looked like. And honestly, it looks like this. It means that you have to shower a lot more now that you're working out and you take time out of your day to do that. It means that you now have extra laundry to do from your gym clothes on top of your regular laundry. It means that sometimes you have to skip out on other things in that morning in order to go to the gym instead or to go to a class instead. It means that sometimes I have to structure my schedule around the workouts instead of the other way around. Right? All of these non-romantic, non-glamorous things that we don't always think about. You know, another thing is you eat a lot more when you're working out. You're taking in more calories right? And then sometimes there's more expenses that go into that. Sometimes there's more meal prepping and thoughtfulness that has to go into it. And the important thing is you have to enjoy those day-to-day things too. Otherwise, if you're just riding on pure bursts of inspiration, that's a sprint and not a marathon. And the joy of the seasons, the spirit of the New Year's Eve, for example, that's not going to last the whole year. That's like a one time a year thing. But on the day-to-day basis, it's just you and the things that you have to do to get there. So what you want to think about, instead of only focusing on the outcome, and this is what I said to my clients in the inner circle when we were planning out the things that they wanted to manifest this year. What identity is required for you to embody in order to be invested in the process? In other words, let's say the outcome is an eight pack, for example. What's the identity that you have to embody in order for you to be bought into the process? Well, your new identity 
is that maybe now you're an athlete, now you're a runner, now you're a dancer. And what do dancers do? What do athletes do? They shower twice a day. They have more laundry from post-workout clothes, right? It becomes part of who you are instead of simply what you do. Got it? Who you are versus just what you do. And the sooner you can switch into focusing on the identity first, the easier those day-to-day tasks are going to be because that's just part of who you are. So for me, it was about, I'm a gym person now, right? It's part of my lifestyle. I had some clients this year who were planning on scaling their businesses and maybe they were focusing on hitting those big goals like six figures, seven figures. And the identity shift that I had them do was, I'm a millionaire CEO now, right? I am a CEO now. For those who really wanted a relationship, it was about embodying the, I am a partner now. That's just who I am. I am love now. And stepping into that role so that it's not just a one-time thing. It just becomes part of who you are. And the second follow-up question to that point is, how do I find a way to enjoy these day-to-day activities? right? So the day-to-day is not always very glamorous, but if you can find a way to enjoy it, you're not even going to need to push yourself. So for me, gym time is just me time. I can play my favorite music to make it enjoyable. I can make it a time of day where I just, just relax and focus on feeling good. And that way, it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. It's just something that I actually like and enjoy doing. So our third tip for today is that if you find yourself falling off the wagon, it means that you have previously been punishing your inner child for being imperfect. And when I coach clients, it's not a matter of if you fall off the wagon. It's about when you fall off the wagon. Because falling off is part of the process of manifesting or developing new habits and routines. And if you never learned in childhood how to coach yourself or speak to yourself kindly after falling off the wagon, then you might end up punishing yourself the same way that your mom or dad did, right? Imagine these two different work scenarios. Imagine in scenario one, you come to work every single day terrified to screw up because every time you make one little mistake, your boss calls you worthless, they call you stupid, and they make you feel terrible about yourself versus the second work environment where you feel safe in the environment and you know that even if you do slip off, your boss will help you figure out what went wrong and help you get back on track. Which environment do you think you're going to thrive in the most? Obviously the second one. And it's got to be the same with ourselves, my love. If you are being too hard on yourself and it's become a habit, your inner child is scared of you. Like you're afraid of yourself because you know that if you slip up, you're going to be mean to yourself. And so therefore, why would your inner child even feel motivated to show up at the gym or to start building your dream business or to start learning a brand new language? You want to create an environment of safety around the very thing that you're trying to change, whether it's to quit smoking or to join a coaching program or to join a course. It all starts here. And the fourth tip, the last one I'm going to share today, is that if you have slipped off in the past, it probably means that you lack accountability. And it doesn't matter how high achieving you are, 
humans by default, we need accountability. We need community to keep us motivated to keep going. And here's a little bit of real talk for you, all right? The only reason you're refusing to get accountability or you're refusing to join a group is because you want an easy way out, right? It's almost like someone who's afraid of commitment in a relationship. They just don't want to put a label on it. It's really because you want an exit option. Because if you're just doing something by yourself, it's so easy to quit. And perhaps it's a sign that you're not taking this as seriously as you say that you are. Remember that we all need community to feel like we're not working on something alone. And this is the honest reason why I've shifted so much focus to group programs and community-based programs. Because I truly believe that group learning is more effective than one-on-one. Even in my own experience, like I've switched from a lot of my own personal one-on-one coaches to group coaching programs that I personally work with. I've joined a couple of masterminds this year because it's like it taps into this old tribal part of us. And I've seen the results and how fast it's helped people to grow. So on one hand, we are social creatures. We are hardwired that way. So you want to ask yourself, what kind of people do I need to be around in order for me to feel motivated to achieve this goal, whatever that goal is? Now, just to give you guys an example so that you can understand this better, in my Abundance Inner Circle program, for example, you know that it's other people similar to you who are also actively working on manifesting their goals, right? In Soulmate, in addition to the main program, we've also included a 12-month subscription to the community where you're literally around other people in a virtual group who are also looking to change their relationship patterns. It is only through community that you learn to become safe, that you feel understood. And when you see other people sharing their progress, it suddenly gives you that boost of motivation and incentive to do the same. All right, so don't underestimate the power of group accountability. And you can find this anywhere. You can go on Discord and find a whole bunch of groups on there. Facebook groups were literally designed to connect people or even people that you know, find an area that you can get group accountability and community support around. So let's just quickly summarize the points from today. Number one, make sure that you actually want the thing and to use the seven levels deep resource that I shared to get to the root of why you want that thing and whether this is the right outlet for you. The second point, was to stop romanticizing the outcome too much and think about how to make the day-to-day process more enjoyable. In other words, what identity shift is required for you to journey towards this goal? The third shift is to stop punishing your inner child for being imperfect. When you do fall off the wagon, you want to speak to yourself kindly so that you still feel safe in your own presence and your inner child doesn't feel like It's being punished every time you go and work on that goal. And the fourth tip today was getting real on how much humans really need accountability. Accountability to not go back on your own word. Accountability so that you don't have an exit. You don't have a way out. And it's a very positive way to make sure that you stick to what you said you're going to do. The last thing I want to share, guys, is that small, consistent changes is really the way to go when it comes to making the biggest changes in your life. If you did something for just five minutes each day, 
Think about how much those five minutes are going to compound after one month, three months, or even a whole year. You are literally so powerful and you are so capable and you truly deserve to create the best year ever. I love you guys very much. And hey, if joining one of my programs, taking one of my courses, or even being mentored by me is on your vision board this year, feel free to check out my site by GloriaZang.com or send me a message over the DMs and we'll see if there's a great fit for you. Otherwise, if you love this episode, hit subscribe or follow and let me know. Have a beautiful day and an abundant life. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye for now. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free inner child starter kit as a thank you for your support which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There, you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!